Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode four for Thursday, April 26th of our Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Alex Uwe, here today with Farbode Markazi. How you doing, man? Doing fantastic. I missed this. I haven't talked baseball in a while. Yeah, you've you've kind of gone gone away. We sent you down to the minors for a little bit for some fine-tuning. What the uh, hell? <laughs> were, were, you, were you not expecting that? I mean, I, I thought... I thought How do you, you know I was in the minors? I thought you knew. Okay, nobody told you. Well, uh, have, you know, no worries. Acuna Matata, that means no worries, because he is here. He's not in the minors anymore. That is all that matters. We have... Our savior has come to rescue all us fantasy owners that have been stashing him and uh, panicking that the Me? Braves... Yeah. I don't know. Do you have him anywhere? You have. I have him on the team. You do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's funny all the all the frustration with the Braves. They're like, "Oh, we'll give him give him another week or so, just just because we can." And and we're just like, "Well, we would like him now, please." And we don't have to wait anymore. We're gonna get all the homers in the stolen bases and the just the great all around play from Ronald Acuna. So. I don't know. We've we've seen two games from him already. They just played a day game today where he had his first big league homer to go along with a couple other hits, went three for four. So in case there were any worries that he was going to scuffle right away in the big leagues, it's probably not going to happen because good players tend to be good wherever they are. So what are you looking at early on with Acuna here? What are the signs that you know he is going to be able to succeed at the big league level long term? Well, I mean, so over spring training when I um, was watching, like, all the young guys around baseball, and him especially, I heard, I saw this um, comparison. Of him. Like, he's the, ne- he's the next, like, closest thing to Mike Trout, closest thing to, like, I forget who the other player was. But that I think that's just already a lot to live up to. But j- just watching this kid play, he's fast, he can hit. I mean, right now I'm I'm just excited to see what he can do um, on a big league level. He was ready for the big leagues at the end of spring training. He was ready for the big leagues at the end of last year too. It was just because of that um, loophole in the in the bargaining agreement that like kept him in the um, minors to for service time. Mm-hmm. He was ready for the big leagues. Yeah, so we don't have to worry about you know minor league. Acuna anymore. This is Big League Acuna, and so far this season, he's been hitting, I believe, out of the sixth spot in the lineup both days and playing left field. So I have a feeling that's going to change very quickly with the Braves. Acuna should be hitting fourth behind Freeman, and you know I, I don't think they're going to take too long to realize that. It just works out pretty well, you know, in terms of you know lefty righty matchups and breaking it up in the lineup. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. So. That is one change that I would expect to see very quickly uh, with the Braves. So, you know, the Braves position players as a whole have a lot going for them right now. You know, Swanson's been playing well. Ozzie Albies, of course, is tearing it up. He's at seven homers now, which is probably about half as many as many people projected that he'd have on the season. And it is April 26th. So, Do you you think Swanson was... uh rush the big leagues i mean i do i think most people would say that because he was called up very quickly after that Mm -hmm. shelby miller trade like after the season started 
Yeah, most people attribute his slow start to his career to that. I mean, there's nothing else you can really attribute it to other than, you know, he just wasn't ready. So by that logic, more minor league time would have benefited him. Um, but now he looks good. He's hitting just a lot. He doesn't hit for power, and that's something that we knew coming into things. But he's kind of taken taken that into consideration and just started – you know, hitting line drives all over the place. He's he's just Still trying has a to four ninety five slugging, eight sixty two OPS. Yeah, but it's um, it's not with it's not with fly balls and home runs. It's with well, yeah. line drives and the gaps, and that's something that. But we he's don't being see productive, right? And that's something that you know, with the the trends that we see in baseball, we're like, oh, oh I don't like that today in baseball. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the uh, the approach, the launch angle. Like he's not gonna be able to to produce a lot in. In his capacity, he's going to do what he's good at. So, um, I'm I'm all aboard with Swanson. Uh, you know, he's going to range probably like the the fifteen, ten to fifteen um, among shortstops in terms of ranking going forward for me. So, um, that's that's pretty respectable. There's some good shortstops out there. So, well, let's let's go ahead and talk about the best shortstop in the world right now for the past you know, three weeks or so. And that would be Didi Gregorius, who is... Is also on my fantasy team. He's unreal. He homered in four straight games earlier this week, and that brings him up to nine on the season, 29 RBI this month. That is something I don't think I've ever seen before. I think the record for RBIs in April is like 35. So if he somehow manages to, to drive home six more runs in the next uh, what do we got like four or five days four days left uh, no don't worry the angels are not gonna let that happen okay yeah well so yeah the yankees are gonna be rolling into anaheim there it's not a good ballpark for dd to hit homers of course not like it is actually now not i mean it, well, it's, it's not, not it's still not a hitter it's not Yankee stadium it's not like Hit hit a like a three fifty fly ball to right field and it's gonna go out. Yeah. But right now you hit a line drive to the right field fence, it's gonna go out. It's, yeah, that's it's true. so short now. That's true. Have you seen a lot? You watch more Angels games than I do. Have you seen a lot of home runs benefiting from that? Because I haven't seen like too many. I I've seen like around like three or so. I, Trout got one. Um, Upton got one. It, it's it's been pretty cool, but so far, honestly, if anyone's gonna hit a home run there, it's still gonna be over the fence. But it 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 has given the um so us more home runs than um last, it would have been doubles before this. Well, yeah. So you know that's that's something that we'll we'll keep an eye on. You know that and the humidor and all the other little little fun things that we we talked about sure. before the season. Uh, once we get to see some more more usage out of it so with dd gregorius we'll get back to him here where where does it end where where does the line get drawn with how high this guy's ceiling is so like what what do you project you know just based on your your gut reaction based on the start of the season where do you project his final numbers to end up in terms of you know homers and rbi and all these other things that we we need um, from fantasy baseball. So, obviously, he is hitting what three seventy two right now, nine home runs. I 
think he's going to be up in like the 20s to 25 homers. I really I don't, so you don't you don't you don't think he's going to get up to 30 homers this year even though he's got 9 I think already. I think he he I think Max will go 28 29. I don't think he'll actually like break the 30 mark. Hmm. Um yeah, uh overall though I mean an OPS of what 1300 1, is just insane. All that's going to go down. All, that's not a d- like that's without a doubt. Um, average, I'll say three hundred, three oh, three fifteen. Okay. So you do think I'm, he's capable? I'm just of basing this. Off, I'm just basing this off of my. Um, he's on my fantasy team, so I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want him to go down too much. So it's kind of hopeful thinking as well. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna hit thirty home runs. I think he's gonna hit. Maybe 300 around there. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So last year, of course, you know, had a power breakout for him. I think it was the most homers by a Yankee shortstop. He had 25 last year. Yeah. So in 2016, he hit 20, hit 276. In 2017, he hit um, 25, hit 280. Right. We're not, we're, we can't really look at DD's numbers going back further than last year let's say like he's a completely different player than then and i don't think he's going to regress to what he was two years ago i think it's completely no, i'm not saying he's going to regress i'm saying this is him improving yeah no he's of course improved immensely in the last year but you know when we look at through your numbers from from players like this you know this is a case where you don't look at anything before last season really um but if you know we do look at last season um the way he hit his homers was a little bit different. Like this year, he's hit I think every one of his homers at Yankee Stadium, and some of them have been you know the the classic Yankee Stadium cheapies, and that's the kind of homers he's going to get. He's a lot of line drives that are going to sneak over that wall. But last year, he did hit 13 of his 25 homers on the road, which was something that I don't think a lot of people considered. They just look at you know lefty shortstop for the Yankees, and they're like, oh, Yankee Stadium, it's you know it's completely um, unwarranted. He's going to be able to sustain power to some extent, even when they go on those long road trips in the, in the middle of the summer, you know, he's going to be able to, to do it in all ballparks, not just Yankee stadium. It's kind of, um, like a loose comparison for me would be, um, like four or five years ago, cargo in, um, in Coors field where he struggled a lot I forget which year it was, but he struggled a lot away from home. And most of his home runs were um, in Coors Field, and everyone was saying, oh, that's just because he's playing in Colorado. He's not as good. No, he was he, – he can hit. Didi can hit, and him hitting what – you said 13 of his 25 on the road. Mm-hmm. He is over – well, he has good, good power, and so what he hits – um, most of them at Yankee Stadium. You, he plays 82 games there a year. He has a right field. Take advantage of what you have. Yeah, 81 games, by the way. 81. College it's students. Long, yeah. A long morning. Um, so you, why does Didi remind you of Coors Field Cargo, who didn't hit on the road? That was like the opposite of the point I was trying to make. Is that no? He it, hit on the road. No. Um, he hit 321 on the road last year. I'm not saying he can't hit on the. Sorry, I worded that wrong. It's like I said, it's been a long morning. I'm saying everyone said he couldn't hit on the road because he played oh, okay, okay. in Coors Field. But Cargo didn't hit on the road that year, if I remember correctly. That was the difference. 
Like they were right well, about cargo. Yeah, but DD <laughs> cargo. Yeah. All right. It it was a it was a bit of a stretch in terms of the comp, but I, I said it's a loose. The point of what I was trying to say is I do think DD will hit. 35 homers there's nothing that looks like it's going to stop him he's not going to keep up this pace obviously if he did he would hit like 100 homers this year and that's not going to happen but i like the situation he's in he's hitting between aaron judge and john carlos stanton right now i think aaron boone is going to keep that lineup that way because he's able to break up those two big power righties for late in the game with a lot of strikeout potential between them dd gregorius does not strike out nearly as much as either of them he i would hope he not. fits he fits that role in that lineup very nicely, and he's going to get a lot of pitches to hit. That's that's the point of it, you know, because Aaron Judge is walking at an insane rate. Every single count is a 3-2 count with him. And, you know, if you put Aaron Judge on base, then you can't really put Didi Gregorius on base, especially with Giancarlo Stanton coming up next. It's just, it's a dilemma for pitchers. I think he's still going to see plenty to hit. And, you know, like I said, he's been very good at adjusting. Um throughout the season and keeping those numbers afloat so i would say dd gregorius is definitely a top five shortstop in fantasy now and that's that's considering you know manny machado was added to that pool as well he got his eligibility you know right away he's playing shortstop this year so you know right now i i think i would go as far to say it's um it's probably i would probably have correa first actually and then trey turner because of the steals and just everything that he brings um, and then Machado, and then it might be Gregorius next. It might be him next. It, you know, you could also, you know, argue Francisco Lindor and Seager. Corey Seager. Uh, Alex Bregman is also right there. But, you know, considering the circumstances of, you know, Didi Gregorius, I, it, context matters. The, the lineup, the ballpark. Um, his, 100%. There's so much going his way so far this year. And... I like what I'm seeing, so I would invest in it. You know, I wouldn't obviously trade for him now because there's no way you're going to be able to get, you know, any sort of reasonable deal considering how well he's been hitting. You know, you he's. Want him? <laughs> you know, are we gonna are we gonna uh, determine this right now? You just wanna you don't, you just wanna get this squared away. Um, nah, you know it's it's all good things for the Yankees right now. They just walked off again today in their day game. Gary Sanchez with a three-run walk-off homer off Fernando Rodney. Um, so, you know, anybody that was worried about Gary Sanchez, you shouldn't be. Anybody that owned Fernando Rodney, you shouldn't. Um, yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> that's, that's basically what, what it comes down to. Who's getting the next save for Minnesota while we're at it real quick? The next what? The next save for next save chance for Minnesota. I mean, if that's... Is it well, Addison? I need to look at... They yeah. going to Addison Reed? You think they're done with? You think Rodney's going to take a Rodney. little breather? Yeah, they might give Rodney a little can't. breather there after that one. Yeah, they got to give his hat a little. Like he's got to take his hat off at some point. Mm-hmm. That just cool off. You just need to yeah. cool off. You know. So I, you know, we talked about the Yankees a lot already, um, but Gleyber Torres was called up. Also, that is really he's also relevant on my news. Team. Yeah, that that's another good point. You know, first, so first so that means guys. that means you should know a lot about him, right? So no, no, okay, never mind. Um, I'm not a Yankee fan. Well, you don't have to be a Yankee fan to to know about these guys. This is one of the best prospects in baseball, and I know. you know his his call up was probably a little earlier than some people thought. You know, we talked about Acuna was late. Torres is up now. He's ready to go, and I'm a little bit worried about playing time with him 
as long as he's up, he's going to play. He's going to play second base. Neil Walker is not getting the job done. Um, so Torres is going to get a fair crack at you know staying up with the big league team this year. But if he's off to a slow start, the Yankees might have to, uh, to send him back down at some point. And I don't see that happening because he is such a skilled hitter. Just his bat-to-ball skills are really good. Um, I'm curious to see how the power translates to Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm curious to I see if he gets the green sucks. light on the base pads. You know, he's a very toolsy player. Where has he like, been hitting in the lineup? Bottom? Yeah, he's down at the bottom. He's hitting ninth right now, but that's to be expected. You know, they might that's move expected. him up if he starts tearing it up. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm really just looking at, to see if he can elevate some balls and steal some bases. You know, I, everybody knows this guy can hit, so... Um, you know, the rest Uh-oh. is going to be, you know, pretty variable the rest of the way, I would say. He became the um, first, uh, first the youngest Yankee with an extra base hit since Derek Jeter, too. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we have, we had Didi Gregorius, who is, you know, Yankees fans are hailing as, as better than Derek Jeter, uh, at least in the first three weeks of the season. And then we have... Uh, a very young Derek Jeter also Yankees are just full of Derek Jeters uh, so let's you know we've been talking about a bunch of fantasy news here I'll go ahead and just for a second remind everybody that we'd like to answer any questions that you have for us on this podcast we don't have any questions today to answer uh, but we'd like that to change in the future so if you have fantasy baseball questions uh, send them to us on social media on Twitter at beat the shift BP is a great way to do it um, or beattheshiftbaseball at gmail.com works just the same. And also, you can check out the fantasy page at beattheshiftbaseball.com for all our fantasy content, um, including this podcast. So, um, yeah, just reminding you to go ahead and do that. All right, so next thing that we'll talk about here, we'll get away from the Yankees, and we'll get away from... Actually, we won't get away from prospects. We love prospects. Um, Jack Flaherty is going to be making his second start of the year after a very long intermission in the minor leagues there um, against the Pirates this weekend. Adam Wainwright is back on the DL. Uh, That's not really relevant, but Jack Flaherty is certainly relevant. He is a really good strikeout pitcher for the Cardinals. Number two prospect. Right, yeah, and you know we saw it in his first start of the year. It was a good one against the the Brewers, I believe. Um, And, you know, he's shown that he has nothing to prove at AAA anymore, and he can get big league batters out. It's going to be hard for him to stay in that rotation, though, as long as Adam Wainwright's around. Uh, His DL stint is not expected to be a very long one yet again. So, you know, after uh, one or two starts from Flaherty here, we're going to have to reevaluate. But, you know, you definitely want all the starts that you can get from him in the meantime, especially against the Pirates. What I think is that in the end of it, if you're performing, you have to have a spot. Well, th- yeah, that, that is what it comes down to, really. Um, you know, the same can be said for Walker Bueller, who's probably in the same situation. He's not going to get a lot of starts because, you know, you have the Dodgers who mix and match with the DL all the time, and they have just an abundance of starting pitchers. But um, both these guys, if they're performing, they have to to find their way on to the rubber. Like, this is what winning teams do. They need to make the hard decisions and put the the players with you know the most potential out on the field every time they can so i i would trust flaherty more than you know some other 
pitchers out there, even though the the playing time isn't as guaranteed. That's that's how much this the stuff really plays at this level. So, yeah, we'll 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 stick with the the NL Central news here, and we'll talk about somebody that you probably haven't thought about in a very long time. That is Jung Ho Gung with Pittsburgh, who has finally figured out how he's going to be getting back to the states, and he's expected to. He's expected to reach. Yeah, stay off the roads, everybody. By the way, if especially if you're oh in Pittsburgh, um, just be wary. It's not a stereotype. It's it, it, it kind oh. of is, but it's um, <laughs> yeah, that was seriously not a good showing from him. You know, three strikes and you're out in most places. But um, yeah, he's he's coming back to Pittsburgh, and I guess he'll play shortstop along with Jordy Mercer. So mm. I don't expect anything from him he's not going to rejoin the club like right away either i expect he'll need a little bit of time to get back into things um i'm not investing in jungle gong are you he was really good when he was playing like he, he was hit. productive and then yeah. now he's older has had a lot of time off i mean we don't know if he played i'm sure he played baseball there but right. um has had a lot of time off pirates I, i'm not investing in anything yeah i mean th- this is not a guy that we're expecting to be a top 20 shortstop but, you know, this is the kind of guy where in some leagues, are you going to go with him or are you going to go with a guy like J.P. Crawford or are you going to go with uh, Chris Owings and the Diamondbacks? Like, these are the types of questions that we're asking with him at this point. Um, so there's not a lot of value there to be had. Um, same goes with Jose Bautista, who signed with the Braves, actually, to a minor league deal and is expected to play third base for them. He'll probably be up in the big leagues very soon. So... Um, that is going to be an interesting one there. It, apparently, you know, Batista's swinging it okay. He looks okay. I. It's going to. He's hitting one forty three in four games. No homers. No RBIs. It's going to be very hard to see how. Well, I mean, I I trust Jose Batista's bat still. Like, like well, yeah. That part is still. The power's hard. all. The power's always going to be there. Yeah, and I mean, at the very least, a good bench bat to have for a yeah. National League club. But there's going to be a lot of concerns with his defense you know third base is not an easy position it's certainly not easier than outfield on an aging player so i don't expect too much to change with this two years in a row the braves are trying to move a person who doesn't play third base to third base well i mean freddie freeman's a little bit different like that's a bat you have to have in the lineup bautista is not like that at all um you know ryan flaherty is not going to keep that third base job all year i think yohan camargo is going to get a lot of looks there at third base but you know, really, it's going to be a lot of Jose Bautista, too, is what I'm expecting. So, until, like, the wheels fall off, that's that's what the situation looks like there. So, yeah, that, that's, that covers most of the uh, the news headline stuff from, from the last week or so with, regarding fantasy baseball. We'll go ahead and talk about a few injuries here before we wrap things up, because injuries are the worst, but, you know, inform yourself, be educated, and know the timetables for these guys because it's a difference maker if you can you know people everybody in fantasy baseball is super scared of the the red lettering next to players names they're scared of the dl10 and the day-to-day that pops up next to their their own players names or you know when they're scouring the waiver wire they're like oh dl no can't can't even consider him but a lot of these players are really good you know it can it can really influence value a lot more than you'd think even if a player is like two days away from coming back so let's go ahead and talk about some of the the freshest injuries there um and some of these are really unfortunate 
you know, especially um, this first one with Eric Eric Thames, who is doing April Eric Thames things, especially against the Reds again. He, I think he's at seven or eight homers already, yeah, and he was tearing it up. He's and it happened on a slide into second. Yeah, yeah. Well, the injury he tore his UCL in his thumb, so that you know that obviously is not good for a hitter, and he is going to miss at least two months with this. They haven't re- determined if he's going to get surgery yet. Um, the timetable is going to be about two months, so it's pretty much the same thing that happened to Mike Trout last year. Um, if you're trying to gauge that. So, yeah. Eric Thames is a really good player. You know, I don't think you can stash him, though, with most DL formats. Like, it's just not deep enough. Um, but, you know, he was off. To, I, I was buying into to Thames more so than last year, even, just because. Um, well, last think, year, we, it was, we didn't know. We last didn't know. Was, you're right. He, start, he started out hot, but we didn't know. Like, but we know to temper our expectations. Like, we saw we did in April, and then he kind of cooled off, which is expected. But, you know, Thames is a really disciplined hitter, especially in on-base formats. He's really valuable. Um, and I think, you know, he, he giving him a little more time to get acclimated, you know, this injury really throws a wrench into things. I think he was poised to have a pretty good season with the Brewers there. So the big winners from this um, in terms of playing time are probably Domingo Santana, um, seeing as Ryan Braun won't be pushed to the outfield. Ryan Braun will have to play first base more, no matter how much he hates it. I don't think he's openly said that he hates playing first base, but I, I don't think he'd prefer to play there. And um, Jesus Aguilar, also at first base, might get a lot of playing time. So he's also a really good hitter that just had no path to playing time. So now we'll see how that changes. Um, Andrew Miller also left his last appearance after two pitches pulled up with a hamstring injury of some sort. He is on the 10-day DL right away. and I don't think there's any details so far on how serious of an injury it is, but obviously not a good sign uh, for one of the best relievers in the game. So nothing really changes there unless you're in like a save holds league. There's, you know, nothing really changes. Cody Allen is the guy there for saves. Yeah. So um, another guy, Anthony Rendon, this was a weird one. He was held day-to-day for about a week, and then the Nationals placed him on the DL. Everybody loves when when managers and organizations do that. Um, so Anthony Rendon is going to miss some time. It, it seems like a minor injury, um, but obviously enough to warrant him hitting the DL. But this is a guy that I would invest in, absolutely, You know, considering you put the, the DL stamp on him. Um, because he is incredibly productive. This injury doesn't seem like one that's going to linger and affect his performance long-term. Uh, he, you know, if you, for some reason, are able to get this guy for the price of, you know, like a, like a top 30 hitter, like, that's, that's what he is. He's, he's higher than that. Like, he's, he's in that tier for sure. So go ahead and go after him. Um, so those are some of the major injuries that just happened. There are a few guys coming back. From injury um, which are you know really good things to see a couple of them are earlier than expected even uh, Salvador Perez is back uh, which is yes he is you know really considering the the bizarreness of the way he got injured and how bad it sounded you know based on the initial reports it's good to see he's back within like 25 games of the season like that's pretty pretty favorable for him so uh, he's going to play a lot, of course. He always does in Kansas City there. So, you know, he's, he's a top-five catcher still. So 
Eugenio Suarez is back from injury as well. He was out with a thumb injury too, I believe, and he recovered very quickly, which is, you know, something you don't normally see from from injuries relating to hands to the hands, especially for hitters. So um, we'll see if any of that lingers going forward. But um, he's also a really underrated fantasy player. Delano De Shields is back. Um, I believe he was also a hand injury guy who um, who missed time you know, just, just from that. So he's back in a very timely manner, and he is a great stolen base guy. thought he was worth mentioning. And Jason Vargas is one other guy that I'll throw out there. Um, he is going to be starting this weekend, I believe. Um, I do not know who the Mets are playing this weekend. I would tell you right now if I could. Uh, hold up. Yeah. It. But the real news with this one is that Matt Harvey gets bumped from the rotation. That was announced by... The Mets earlier this week, and Harvey, of course, is not happy about it. But you know, I think Harvey Harvey owners should be indifferent because he's not that good of a pitcher. He gives up a lot of hard contact, does not have very good stuff. They're playing the Padres this weekend. Yeah, so that's a really good matchup in Um, San Diego. Yeah, really good matchup for Vargas. If you want to activate him, go ahead and do that. But Matt Harvey cut ties. There's there's no reason to. To hold on to the hopes of 2013 Matt Harvey, it's just not going to be there. It's, it's a, it's a false hope. That's what I'll say about that. Um, so I just kind of rattled off a lot of information there about these injuries. Did you have anything else to to say about injuries or any other trends that you've noticed uh, that you wanted to to point out before we wrap things up here? No. Nope. All right. Well, we're glad you got back into the rhythm of things here to to provide such insightful commentary <laughs> as that so um that is going to like going back down we're yeah we we might need to uh to make some room on the 40 man here so we might you just be careful because you know we might need to dfa players going deeper into the season here oh, no. so you're gonna have to you know bust out of that that slump at some point but yeah so with that insightful commentary to end things um that is that is all we have for this one today um we will be back next week as usual um we've been doing two podcasts a week one you know regular baseball podcast and a fantasy one um later in the week thursday or friday so again we'd love to answer questions because we just want to help all you fantasy owners out with your teams so send them at beat the shift bp on twitter and check out the fantasy page, beattheshiftbaseball.com. So that is all I have for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, Farbode. Peace.